alert, fellow Zeros. Welcome to Zeros Talking Heroes. I don't think we have to do a line, though, right? No. This is a Zeros Talking Heroes March Madness Extravaganza. March Madness is canceled, so we're here to pick up the pick up the loose ends for you. That's almost exactly what I was going to say anyway, so that's perfect. Amazing. It's topical. Yeah. I like it. I'm by no means your host, but I am Corey, and I am joined by two other Zeros. Joe? Technically, you are the host right now. God damn it, you're right. And sequel. Let's get ready to bust some brackets, boys. That's Oh, that's a good one. How long have you been sitting on it? Three hours. I love it. Love it. <laughs> Eight minutes. So like we said, we are going to switch up the format. We will not be talking about a single movie this week. We actually have in front of us a full, what is that, 32 movie bracket. Yep. Super movie showdown. It is fantastic. Um, I don't want to go ahead and tell tell the people how we got the aggregate scoring. So, Joe, I'm going to leave that up to you. That's fair. Uh, because you, you know, did it. Yeah, it was it was a process. I, it sounded like it. It was a like lengthy it. process. It sounded like it. But I will go ahead and tell you what the categories are. Sure. Uh, we have animated, MCU, non-MCU Marvel, and DC movies. I will all be going head-to-head till we find out the ultimate comic book movie so four regions four regions. regions that's the word i was looking four for four regions eight movies in each region Corey broke down the regions i guess i'll break down the seating break down the seating well, uh, do it. and how we got the seating right? yeah yeah well how the, i guess i'll do the how first do the how the how the seating works is we did uh rotten tomato scores with critics and audience average together so from one to eight the top eight highest scores for the average in each region are the ones we're going to be talking about that made the bracket on Super Sunday. No, Selection Sunday, sorry. <laughs> I feel like I did it on a Sunday, but I'm not sure. This I is just... podcast magic, Joe. It is. You did it on a Sunday. You did it on a Sunday. I did it on a Sunday. Beautiful. I've decided. <laughs> uh, you guys want to do left half or right half in this episode? I never thought about this. I want to say left half first. Go All left right. half first. We count left to right, so let's do it. Cool. So that means we got the animated region and the MCU region today. I'll be giving it, we'll start with the animated, so I'll give you the seeds for animated, along with the scores. Alright, animated. At the one seed, we have Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse with a score of 95. Big Hero 6 in the two seed with a score of 90. Incredibles 2 with an 89 is the three seed. The four seed is The Incredibles with an 86. Mask of the Phantasm is our fifth seed. Coming in it with an 86 score. Lego Batman is the 6th seed with an 85. The 7th seed is Teen Titans Go to the Movies with an 81.5. And then our last and final 8th seed is Megamind with a 72. So we're just going straight down, right? So we'll do 1-8. 1v8. 1v8 is our first matchup, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse versus Megamind. I think it's going to be our biggest slam dunk. I think so. <laughs> yeah, should we, bracket. I guess we should alternate who starts the the voting, I guess. Okay. All right, sure. Do Are we going to talk about the movies? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, what can be said about Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, other than it's one of the best movies that came out that year, just in general? That, was, that movie's fantastic. It, it's got staying power. I watched it this week because I can. And, and why I'm not? going to. Yeah. It's an Oscar winner for Best Animated Feature. It's on Netflix. It's incredible. It's a different Spider-Man story than we have ever gotten before. All of the different 
characters, and I mean that as far as like the people playing the characters. I mean, John Mulaney, Nick Cage, you know, they're just some big names and a lot of very different human beings playing these characters. And they all did such an amazing job and coalesced into really one cohesive unit by the end of this movie. And it's just brilliant to watch it all kind of unfold. It's also a very different animation style. It's very realistic. And then it has like the pop culture popping out at you. And... Yeah, I forget the style that they named that, but it's, it's unique. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's, it's so much fun to watch. We nailed into the Spider Verse. Let's that, talk about Megamind. Sure. Has anyone seen Megamind? Uh, that, <laughs> if, I watched if, it for this. If we had done a what, what have I been watching, the only thing I would have on my list is that. Okay. Oh. I've seen bits and pieces of Megamind. I kind of knew this was the one eight matchup going in. This is the only matchup I knew going in, and I felt no need to watch Megamind. I just know Will Ferrell is a voice, and people do like it. It's fine. It's it's, it's actually good. pretty good. I it's, liked it. It it is. It's got the unfortunate position of being an eight seed in a pretty top heavy bracket um it's got great satire in it there's a lot of superman like the original superman references let me ask you this is it the eighth best movie on this list like do you see it beating any other movie on this list in the animated yes. region i could see it maybe if it slid i can into only have seven. one that it might be better than and this is with me only seeing bits and pieces yeah, I agree. I, I it could okay. it could maybe beat one movie on this bracket. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. But I mean, at least I think that if it was going up against anything else, it might be a little bit of a, a harder conversation. Sure. This is just it's. There's no arguing here. I mean, we all know that. Yeah, I guess we don't even have to have somebody start this round because I'm pretty sure we're all picking the same movie to advance. For sure. Yes. Okay. And so I should uh. Use the pen. It's in stone anyways, right? Like, I mean, yeah, once we're decided... I mean, it's on your side, so it makes more sense for you to do it. You can just put a one, like, in the beginning, and then we'll fill it in later, in between episodes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Dead. Love it. So, advancing to the next round is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And it was swept. Sweep it. All right. That was... Now the easy one is gone. Well, the easiest... Easiest. So are we jumping down to two seven, or are we just gonna do four five? Uh, probably do four five. Yeah, we'll just go order. straight down. Straight yeah, yeah. down. Got it. All right, so four five. We have The Incredibles at number four, and number five is Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Batman: Mask of the Phantasm is really good for the time. I feel The Incredibles kind of trumps it, though. I mean, The Incredibles is the best Fantastic Four story we've ever gotten. Um, That's sadly true. It's Pixar, so it's animated better. Um, well, Batman: That's the Phantasm. For reference, for anyone who doesn't know, it's the same st exact style as the old Batman cartoon. The animated series, yes. Yeah, the animated series. It was basically just like their movie from that series that actually went to theaters, which is why it made this bracket. Theatrical release, very true. I prefer the Pixar style. It, I get nostalgic for. The animated style for Mask of the Phantasm, but the Pixar one just looks better to me. Story-wise, I've seen The Incredibles more, so I kind of like know that one by heart. Mask of the Phantasm, I saw a lot as a kid, but only like once in the last couple of years. When we did it for this. When probably, we did it for right? this. There's some stuff with a guy named the Phantasm. <laughs> the guy? <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> I prefer The Incredibles. I don't know about you. So you're guys. going Incredibles. I'm going Incredibles. Okay. Right so uh, I I don't I'm working under the assumption that I'm going to be the person that is 
the other vote, the one other vote, uh, I'm going Mask of the Phantasm. Only, not because I disagree with any of your points. I think you're right. I think the animation style is, Pixar's animation style is newer, it's fresher, it's cleaner, it looks better. I would rather watch a Batman Mask of the Phantasm than the first Incredibles movie. You're right, it is the best Fantastic Four movie we've ever gotten. No debate there. Still, for me, I'd rather watch Mask of the Phantasm. Ooh, now I'm the tiebreaker. Break the tie. But I want to go back to your point after he breaks the tie. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I like both of the movies. I think The Incredibles is better. I'm going to have that advance. And basically, for the record, Mask of the Phantasm was the one movie Megamind might beat. That was mine also. For me. Yeah. Like, Mask of the Phantasm is very good, for what, especially for what it is. But if I'm going to pick between the two, which one I'm going to watch is The Incredibles. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I'm I, I kind of knew once I looked at it that I was gonna be the one that's like I'd I'd watch Mask of the Phantasm before The Incredibles. Well, I'm glad something else got a vote this time. Yeah. So. Batman the Animated Series is my favorite cartoon series of all time. There's like a dozen or so more episodes I'd rather watch of that than the movie because it's far superior. Yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the the show is so goddamn good too. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. Sequel having to like carefully like go. <laughs> I thought you would just lean over and write it on the floor. <laughs> Well, he wants to cross out. He wants that nice, oh, right. clean cross. That, cross. That's what nice, it is. Nice, clean cross. I wish, almost wish there was video footage of this. <laughs> Make a GIF of sequel just moving the bracket. That's it. <laughs> All right. We got 3-6. Which is... Historically, in this bracket, is some of the harder matchups. Yeah. We have The Incredibles 2 versus Lego Batman. It's a tough matchup. It it's, is. It's a tough matchup. See, this is actually where I'm going with The Incredibles. Uh, I like. I think The Incredibles 2 is such a brilliant story. I love watching the mom take control and him having to take that backseat role and being the, the stay-at-home dad figure. I think that that's a, a really interesting, fun dynamic, and to see how he approaches accepts and moves forward in that is pretty moving her scene trying to save like trying to stop that speeding train is one of the most brilliantly shot action sequences in an animated film ever like you watch it like you see time progress as the sun is setting like there's so much in that scene that's just Really, really moving to me. I I love The Incredibles too. I'm I'm going Incredibles two here. Incredibles two is great. However, we're gonna mix it up and make sequel a tiebreaker this time because I'm picking Lego Batman to advance over Incredibles two because I, ha- I although I really enjoyed Incredibles two, I think Lego Batman was really fun and it was one of the first movies I saw DC and Warner Brothers actually nail from a comic book perspective. That's a good point. That's a really good point. I'm happy with either one of these two movies advancing. Honestly, the, the, both of these two oh, matchups, yeah. Incredibles Batman and Incredibles Batman, like I, it doesn't matter. It's like which fifty-five way. forty-five for me, but I'm giving the edge to Lego Batman. That's fine. That's fair. So Incredibles two, we had to wait so long to get it, right? Because the first one came out what, ten years before the second one, roughly. Yeah. Might around around more, that, actually. Yeah, but it might have been more. Um, it was like seventeen years, I think. It's great. They got all the same voice actors. I love the animation. That scene with the sun setting, that's that's great. You touched on the role reversal between um, Mr. Incredible and Elastigirl. Now she has to go out and fight. He has to stay home with the kids. Him staying home and watching the kids is some of the funniest scenes we got in 
movies for that year, all movies. The, 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 fight, the fight with the raccoon. Sure, Jack-Jack's yeah. fight with the raccoon, hysterical. So that was so good. I like when he took his family or took his kids to that restaurant where Violet meets the boy he has a crush on and that whole exchange with with uh, Dash tap water, about right? tap water and her spitting it. It was, it was just really good. Yeah. It was a really funny movie. Lego Batman, see, it was, it's a really unique movie where they take the best character from a different movie and make a movie about that character and it actually hits. Mm-hmm. It rarely happens. Like I remember when The Departed came out, everyone loved Mark Wahlberg's character. They wanted to make a spinoff movie out of that and it never materialized. This we actually got. Maybe it's easier to do that for an animated movie. It's definitely easier to do it when it's Batman. Sure. I love the the story in that also. I like all the tie-ins to the previous Batman films, the live-action ones, where they kind of make fun of everything. Um, that Lego verse, you can do anything you want in it. There's infinite possibilities. It's just, just like when you're playing with Legos. It's like when you're playing with Legos. It's 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 uh it's it's the same feeling. I love all the villains that they had from different universes. Yeah, Voldemort. Yeah, they had. Um, was Godzilla in there? I think. Yeah. Uh, yep. I know Sauron was in there. Yep. It's it's one of those things too because everybody's been at least people our age for the most part, any one of us who's played with Legos has done that where like we just take whatever toys and Legos we have. Yeah. All my action figures. Yeah, exactly. All your action figures. Rash not them even into Legos. one one like epic event. Like yep. it, it's it's exactly how you would play with Legos. So it's it's very good. It's very funny. It's probably f- oh man, it's a really tough one. And they both came out Within a year or two of each other. It might have been the same year. So just comparing... I'm just, animation style is going to be the tiebreaker for my choice. And I'm going to go Incredibles 2. Because that was just... That kind of blew me away. I had a feeling. But, man, that was really tough. Yeah. I do like Lego Batman quite a bit. Incredibles 2 moves on. It's a shame that eliminates all Batman movies from the animated bracket, right? Yes. Mm. Well... Almost. Sort of. Yes. No, it does. There's one movie left, but it doesn't really have Batman in it. Well, actually, Batman is in it. He is in it. All right. I'll wait till you're up. This one here. Well, wouldn't I start? If you want. Yeah. Okay. That'll work. And then Corey will be potential tiebreaker. Sure. All right. So we got the two seed Big Hero 6 going up against the seven seed and seven seed Teen Titans go to the movies. Uh, I hate having to make this pick because <laughs> I really love both of these movies. It's really unfortunate <laughs> that their seating ended up like this. You got Big Hero 6, which a lot of people know is a Marvel property and just kind of revolutionized the superhero movie for kids. That movie hits you in all the feels. It's got a bunch of great characters and a bunch of great fun. And then Teen Titans Go to the Movies is... The movie that had no business working but works so incredibly well and entertains everything. It's got the best musical numbers in the business. <laughs> sure it does. Just one too many of them. Not enough. Not enough. Hashtag not enough. I said hashtag out loud. It made me feel weird. <laughs> oh, this is really tough. I think I have to go with my heart here and say Big Hero 6, but... I really wanted to put Teen Titans. If it was against any but two movies in this bracket, it would have gotten my vote. Big Hero 6 is criminally underrated. I think it gets lost in the shuffle of of big-time superhero movies as we are living in the superhero movie age. Um, 
even with the the um, it came out around the same time as like Inside Out, and Inside Out got a lot of credit for dealing with like a ch- child's emotions and what they go through. But I feel Hero and Big Hero Six deals with the same exact emotions. Oh, he runs a gamut of emotions exactly. in that movie on a, on a much grander scale. But but the death of his brother and and the um, his advancement with his brother's technology and it has a lot of meaning to it. Teen Titans Go to the Movies is like one of my favorite surprise hits because I thought I was going to hate this when it, when it came out. I'd never seen the show before, but it was just really a fun watch. It was just delightful. When I went to see this movie, I was supposed to go into this city for like an NFL event, but the trains weren't running. So we just, uh, me and my friend, we just saw this movie instead, and we laughed and laughed and laughed. It was too like... 30-year-old guys in the theater full of kids is having a blast. It's really fun. It's really funny. All the musical numbers hits. There's a lot of jokes for adults that kids, are. That kids wouldn't get. And I've always said that kind of makes the best kind of kids movie. I'm going to vote for Teen Titans Go to the Movies just because I know what Corey's <laughs> going to vote for. And at least it gets one and vote At least now. it gets one vote. It's a real, It's for a 2-7. Is, this is really, really close for yeah. me. But I'll, I'll give the nod to Teen Titans Go to the Movies. This is easily one of the hardest matchups in this first round. Just looking at it briefly as I'm panning around to the other regions, probably the hardest matchup across the board. Um, I could not disagree more. But I can't disagree I, I'm more missing either. Some, I'm missing something then. Okay, we'll get to it. Don't worry. We'll get there eventually then. Teen Titans is really good. I, musical numbers are just never going to be for me. Um, but when they go into the future or go into the past and change everything and then go back back to fix everything again oh my god throwing like a six ring like coke holder into like rapid into aquaman is just hilarious horrible but hilarious they pollute the ocean to kill aquaman yeah like, and it's not even the funniest thing they do no. <laughs> telling like the it's wayne's like the not the best yeah <laughs> telling the wayne's to go down to like cupcake lane instead of like Murder Alley. It, it, there's just so much that happens that's just great. But at the end of the day, uh, it, Big Hero 6 is, for me, just... It, it, it fires on all cylinders from start to finish. Any movie that can hit me in the... Any animated movie that can hit me in the feels like that as a adult, I, I can't I can't turn my back on it. I'm, I'm going to go chalk here and, and pick Big Hero 6. Yeah, I'm a wreck when I watch that movie. I'll cry from laughter sometimes at Teen Titans, but oh, Big Hero Six hits all the feels. I get I get teary eyed when I watch Into the Spider Verse too. Like we didn't talk about. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Some of the mean, emotional hits that we got time. Yeah, that yeah, was the, we do. That was the it's, first matchup. Another for... matchup is coming up now. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, yeah, sequel. You could start it off with this one. All right, so we're going to round two of the animated movie bracket, which brings us to a really difficult selection between Spider Man Into the Spider Verse and. The original Incredibles. 1v4. 1v4. All right, we highlighted the major points of both films. <sighs> Into the Spider-Verse is really freaking good. Yeah, I guess we can touch on the the emotional attachment with the characters. We got a, a real father-son struggle going on between uh, Miles Morales and his dad. Miles is going through things even before he gets bitten by the spider that his dad just doesn't understand. And then the alternative reveal that is the uncle that he looks up to, the uncle that he, he always relies on for, like, to ground him and to, and to give him, like, right. real-life advice turns out to be 
exactly who he's fighting against. And that's, that's heartbreaking when watching his uncle, like pull the mask down over him and you're not really sure what he's going to do. It, it gets me, man. I get, I, I'm like, that sucks for each of them. The scene that, that moment, the scene that gets me the most and into the spider verse is when the, his fellow Spider-Man tape, tape him up and leave him in his dorm room because he's, they don't think he can get the job done and they don't want to get him hurt and he just has to stay there. And that became like his pseudo family because his actual family doesn't understand him. So his pseudo family is turning his back on him. And then his dad comes to like talk to him and have like a heart to heart. And his dad knows that Miles is behind the door but doesn't know why he's not answering the door because he thinks he's mad at him. And he just wants to bust out of that chair and hug his dad and he can't fucking do it. And it's so frustrating and heart-wrenching. And we have different takes on the scene, I think. No, I mean, right? the more I've watched it, the more I've come to to, to, to be on your... I, I, it's such a good scene. It hurts. It's uh, so good. It hurts. Because you see this level of defeat in Miles' eyes at one point. Because the way that they animated it like the only thing you see of miles's body is that section of nose and eyes really like it's all they convey so much for miles in just that little piece of his face again talk about the animation like they'll convey that it's hard for humans to convey that in a scene let alone draw it out like that's incredible and then add layers to that scene because because his dad, he, his dad tells him that no matter what, he's going to be proud of him. Because he's been thinking that his dad hates Spider-Man. Right. Now that he's a new Spider-Man and he knows dad's on his side, that's when he's able to finally use his powers on command. That's it. Because he has the confidence unlocked. It's, that scene's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's incredible. And speaking of incredible... Yeah, let's talk about that, too. <laughs> it's, the Incredibles is a great story, too, for like Mr. Incredible, right? He wants to relive the glory days and... We're going through this now. Sometimes you just can't do things that you used to do because you're yeah. too you've, old to do them. You've let yourself get into a dad bod. That and, or uh, not in our case, but the government says, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't do this anymore. <laughs> no, you anymore. can't podcast this... anymore. <laughs> oh, God. So he's kind of living a secret life away from his family to kind of relive his glory days, which is, you know... From a man's perspective, sometimes you got to put those things away to take care of your family, and he's kind of doing the, doing the opposite thing. Then when his family gets in danger, you see like the real Mr. Incredible come out when he's like battling syndrome, and he even says to his wife as was at a certain part, like I can't afford to lose you, almost lose you again, because he thinks his wife and kids like died in a plane crash. Like it really hits home. Incredibles is a really good movie. It does do a good character study. However, it does fall short of Into the Spider-Verse. So I'm going to go Into the Spider-Verse. Are you going to disagree with anything there? Because I'm not. I, I'm, I'm going Into the Spider-Verse also. Oh, no. I'm, Incredibles is great, but it doesn't hold a candle to Into the Spider-Verse I, for I me. firmly agree. I, like, it, it's, on paper, it should be close. It, it yeah, could it should be, it should be closer. Be, yeah, on it's, paper, it's, it's closer than it is in my mind. Yeah. It's... Incredibles had a great season, but ran into a yeah. juggernaut of. <laughs> yeah, Sometimes in the playoffs, you just you just get shut out. It's a bad matchup. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not easy to beat a movie that accomplished accomplished. No, not accomplished. Accomplished. Yes, that's the word. Accomplishes what that movie accomplishes. All right, 
Uh, so I guess this is considered the semifinals of this of this region. region. It will be Incredibles two versus Big Hero six. This one's gonna be tough, boys. This one's gonna be tough. What do we um, got? The three seed versus the the two, two and a three. Two three. Yep. We had one two three four. Yeah, all the top this. seeds advanced. Um, this is two three. As much as I love all of the things I love about Incredibles two, from what we just talked about last round, emotion, role reversals, incredible animations, again, Big Hero six hits emotional undertones early in this movie that never go away but he does the thing that all heroes have to do from time to time and that's just take whatever's hurting him and put it in a box and put it in his pocket for now because there are other things that he has to deal with right and you know he he's rebounding from the death of his brother but when push comes to shove he's like i can't deal with that right now it's time for me to put my big boy pants on and save the day and that to me is just something that we don't see a lot of and it's something that that makes this movie special. I, I'm personally going to vote for Big Hero 6 to move on. Actually, I like what you said, and I'm going to say that both movies kind of make their, our, well, I'll say our male protagonist put on their, their big boy pants and just suck it up and deal with the situation they've been yeah. handed. Because Mr. Incredible doesn't want to be at home. He wants to be out in the field, but he knows that he already got to in the first movie, although I guess he doesn't see it as a movie. Yeah. It's just their life. But he's like, it's, it's, this is Incredible's turn. I mean, and Matt, the math is math moment is equal parts funny because all these parents are dealing with like common core math and having to teach their. It actually makes me mad in real life that they changed math. They did. They changed math. I don't. I don't understand why. But that's a different podcast. Yeah. One thing I want to say about Incredibles two also is I think the motivation of Mister Incredible is very complex. It's not cut and dry. Like he's telling his wife. No, you go do this. It's your time. But his selfish motivation is, no, you go do this. You do a great job. Then I can come back too because this is yeah. what I love to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he knows it's for like the greater good. He does know for it's him. for the greater good. And everyone for him, else, for, I guess. And everyone else. But he still has, has that like – he's putting his wife first, but he still kind of has that me first mentality also. Like he wants to be the one to go out there, but yeah. that – PR group says, no, there's too much collateral damage associated with you. You can't do it. So he wants his wife to do a good job, but you got to kind of like question his motives a little bit. I think it, it adds a level of complexity to his character. They're not 100% pure. This yeah. is this is very true. For a kid's movie, that's like rare, I think, yeah. to have such character complexity. Yeah. They're, they're both fairly uh, adult movies. They are. They sure are. They deal with a lot. More than you'd expect. They deal with a lot. Which is great because it's not like it takes it, it still doesn't take away from childhood enjoyment of it. No. A kid can go in and watch the movie and obviously not grasp those undertones and grasp that subplot and still really, really love the movie and then you look at it through our adult eyes and you're like, Jesus, this is so much better than it could have potentially been. Like it, I expected a movie to be here and now it's here. Like, that's, you know, it's special. It's a special thing when they can do it. Those of you who can't see, which is all of you, Corey's, <laughs> hand, Corey's hand was higher the second time. <laughs> it was, yes. That was uh, definitely a visual visual representation. And, well... Through an audio medium. I'm still interested to hear what sequel's vote is, but it technically won't matter because I'm voting for Big Hero 6 because I love that movie. I would probably go for Big Hero 6 as well. And the only... I, I, kind of come up with a tiebreaker in my mind when it's close is I feel 
Dash's character is a little underutilized in Incredibles 2 compared to the rest of the family. They do have more ancillary characters in Big Hero 6 that they make reasonably important. Yes. Yeah. And Dash is just like kind of there. He is. He's not really going through Sometimes anything. he washes his hands. Sometimes he doesn't. Exactly. With soap. With soap. And even in the first movie, like, all right, you want to play sports? You're not allowed to play sports. We get it. Okay. And <laughs> this one, he's just kind of more like comic relief. So, Big Hero 6 moves on. I think after this region's done, I'm mm-hmm. going to write in all the movies. Okay. Oh, shit. We still have to do one more. It's going to be a long, longer episode than I thought, but that's good, actually. Yeah, sure. We're cutting them out of content. All right, Joe. It's the final. It's the final countdown. Alright, here's the last matchup to determine who goes into the final four out of the animated region. We have the number one seed, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, against the number two seed, Big Hero 6. Big Chalk, no real surprise here. Yeah, all the top seeds advanced. Yeah. But I think that might be the only bracket that has that luxury. We will find out. Alright, I start, don't I? You sure do. Um, they are both very excellent movies, if we haven't made that abundantly clear to this point, seeing as how they advanced through all the other field of competition. Big Hero 6 was a breakout movie for me. Unfortunately, it was like a couple of years before an even bigger breakout movie, which is Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. I absolutely adore that movie. I can't say enough good things about it. So I'm going to have it moving through to the final four. Yeah, it's not that close. I think Incredibles... Into the Spider-Verse was closer to me than Big Hero 6 Into the Spider-Verses. I think it's Inter- Into the Spider-Verses is a better movie from top to bottom than Big Hero 6, although Big Hero 6 is very good. I just... Well, I think Spider-Man would be more of a go-to for me. And, yeah, I, I just think it's better. Flat out. <laughs> yeah, there's no debate here. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is going to walk its way into the final four spiders into the spider verse is punching its ticket to wherever whatever city we hold the final four in the same it's spoilers it's the same one we always hold it so sequel you're writing everything in yep i just want to make one point about why uh spider verse is going to make it to the final four for me sure uh we talked about all the other things that happened in throughout the course of the movie we did not talk about that final scene all the craziness that is all of the universes clashing together all of them going back. Oh, it's phenomenal. And it's amazing to me how many callbacks they can squeeze into three minutes of movie at the end. Between the essentially role reversal conversation of how will I know if I can do it? You gotta take a leap of faith. They say it in reverse twice. Not bad, kid. Yeah. Um, the hay, the shoulder touch. Like, I, There's so many things that happen... Uh, like at least one other callback I'm not thinking of right now, in that final scene that just make it. Absolutely, aces. yeah. It's just just a sign of great script writing. Yeah, it is. Good, ready. Good. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we'll move on to that second bracket. I'll start. Which kick, is going to be the MCU. Kicking off the MCU. Well, I'm gonna give him the yeah, seeds. Yeah, why don't you read off? I'll one do the seeds eight. real quick. In the MCU bracket, let me pull that up. Our seeds from 1 to 8 are, we have, when and with their scores, the one seed is Spider-Man Far From Home with a 93, number two is Iron Man with a 92.5, Avengers Endgame is our third seed with a 92, 
The Avengers is coming in at 4th with a 91.5. In 5th place, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, which has the same score, 91.5. For tiebreaker, I just used number of reviews. Number 6 is Captain America the Winter Soldier with a 91. Number 7 is Captain America Civil War with a 90. And then also with a 90 at number 8 is Thor Ragnarok. Alright, you're right. I did not read these carefully enough. Yeah. yeah. So our first matchup, 1v8, Spider-Man Far From Home against Thor Ragnarok. Very competitive 1v8. Um, I love Spider-Man Far From Home. I think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever. I love it so much. It was such a perfect sequel to Endgame. It was a great follow-up. I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio really hit as a villain, where he was so multi-layered as an actor in that, where he's a, an actor playing a bad actor who's playing a super villain, And he has to act poorly in it to be believable. And there's also several scenes where he is in the background when Peter Parker and his friends are on a school trip, which is kind of cool. Very A lot of intricate touches in the MCU. Um, Thor Ragnarok, best Thor movie. It's hysterical. It was a laugh a minute. Um, I enjoyed the crap out of that one, too. Um, <laughs> the villain, Hela, kind of weak. I don't know. Not, not my favorite. Thor and Loki's relationship in that one, too, is uh, kind of top-notch. It's it's excellent. comes to fruition. Korg and Meek, two of the best secondary characters you, you're going to get. Jeff Goldblum's in this. He is. He's a riot. Um, the, the fight scene at the end was was a lot of fun. You had the uh, immigrant song scene. That's, yeah. That's, that's pretty incredible. But does one scene make for a great movie and for a monumental eight-versus-one upset in this case? I'm going to say it does not. I'm going to go with Spider-Man Far From Home. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, so um, going to Descent. Coming in. I love Spider-Man Far From Home. I agree with you. There's a lot of intricate touches. Mysterio is great. Tom Holland is well, not one of. He is, I can't, I can't say the best Spider-Man because <laughs> Miles Morales is definitely going to give him a run for his money. Uh, if those go head-to-head at some point. Miles Morales is not a... A real person. Yeah, no, but I mean, who, are, who movie character wise? Yeah, movie oh, character okay. wise. Which Spider Man is better? That's that's tough. Um, no, Tom, Tom Holland is incredible as Spider Man. Um, the MC, this is MCU firing on literally all of its cylinders. And for a movie that had to follow up Endgame, this movie crushes it. However. Best post credit scene we ever had, too. Yes. That is a really good post credit scene. Your draw is on the floor. Yeah. Post credit scene. Yeah. It's a shock. It's, oh, my God, he's back. It's so cool. And then the way it ends, oh, my yep. God, so good. And the relationship between him and um, uh, MJ. MJ. Oh, it's beautiful. It is. It's, I'm not arguing with you on any of those things. But what I'm giving Thor Ragnarok is not only is it the best Thor movie, it's also the best Hulk movie. It is the best Hulk movie. It is both. It is a That's two. That's a fair point. It, it is. We finally get a movie that that focuses enough on the Hulk that you could potentially make say that this is as much a Hulk movie as a Thor movie. So you're getting double the heroes for your buck. I I think that that gives it a little a little edge for me. I I am going Thor Ragnarok here. I'm gonna come out the gate and say, although it's the best Hulk movie, I don't think anyone thought it was a Hulk movie. No, no, absolutely not. Certainly more of a Thor. It's, it's definitely majority shareholder is Thor. Hmm. That's fair. 
but yeah, I mean, it's tough to even start with who to say things about. Because, like, how often is does a movie, fran- I guess we'll call Thor a franchise, how often does a franchise of movies have two, like, solid but nothing incredible movies, and then the third one comes out and blows people away? That never happens. For them to finally get Thor right was huge. For them to, to a lesser extent, also get Hulk right was pretty huge also. And then Spider-Man Far From Home is just a very well-made movie. It's got a much better villain. But, you know, it's in Europe. Thor Ragnarok's in outer space. This is a tough decision. It's a a tougher decision for me on the 1v8 than I thought it was going to be. I think Far From Home is a better movie, so I'm going to advance it. And I'm actually surprised that Thor Ragnarok got a vote here. I would have been devastated if... I know. I know you would have been. Oh, man, I would have been crushed. What if if Far oh, From if Home got, got, got in over um got in over Far From pulled Home. the upset? Yeah, I didn't think it was gonna get an upset, but it needed it it needed a vote. I I felt like it needed a vote. I mean, if I'm gonna put any eight seed over a one seed in that bracket, it's Thor Ragnarok for sure. And I think the thing too is that what what we also have in that matchup in particular, we have the bookends of the culmination of the MCU. We have the movie right before Infinity War and the movie right after Endgame. Yes. So we're seeing the bookends. We're seeing how they set us up for one and how they're... Setting us up for the future after. Yeah, and and like letting us know that everything's okay, right? That's why Thor Ragnarok had to be so lighthearted was because of the heavy shit we were about to experience was a... Tough to deal with. I forgot to put the seat next to Spider Man. It's gonna be really fun to hear all of this audio in audio in the audio in post. Oh man. I don't envy your job, Joe. It's yeah. like you guys are here in the studio with us. Just just revel in this experience. That's it. That's it. It's a lot of fun. It's hands on. Alright, so that means I'm kicking off our four or five matchup, right? Yep. Yeah. Yes you are. Our four or five matchup is the Avengers versus Guardians of the Galaxy Volume. Number one, the Avengers is the first look that we see of the MCU coming together, right? So we we had post-credit scenes that, like, connected all the universes. People kind of were like, yeah, they are all together. And then finally we get to Avengers, and they're all finally in the room together. I never thought it would happen. It, most people didn't. No. Like, they were like, oh, that'd be cool if they're... It'd be cool if they do an Avengers at some point. Because you get the Iron Man movies, and then you get Captain America, and everyone's saying, like, yeah, they're going to make a Thor, and everyone's going to come together for the Avengers. And I'm just thinking, like, bullshit. Some actor's going to yeah. pull something, and it's, it's, it's never, never going to come happen. To, and it's come gonna, going to put a, a pin in the MCU, and we'll never get it. And the rights it will change. The MCU wasn't, like, a thing, like, a term yet, right? No. It was still the Marvel movies. I mean, yes. te- technically, Terrence Howard did do a thing. Yeah, but he's but, uh, at least it's Rhodey and not yeah. Iron Man. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, and Ed Norton was the Hulk. The Hulk. Ed Norton did do it. Okay, so yeah. two actors, yeah. But it still worked. They still were able to pull it off somehow. Yeah. yeah, and that's and that's important. I mean, it's it's being able to see that incredibly epic amount of action sequences in the, like that battle for New York is is great. Um, and it's going up against what I think is one of the game changers in the MCU in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. You get a, you get color shifts, 
you get Chris Pratt is an incredible Star Lord. This is, God damn, this is this is tough for me. I, I don't know. I, it, I'm gonna say Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One. I'm just gonna say it and rip the Band-Aid off because if I keep thinking about them, I'm just gonna keep flipping back and forth. I think I get more enjoyment out of watching the Guardians come together. Um, I love Rocket. I love Groot. The soundtrack. I mean, a movie. Guardians of the Galaxy's soundtrack is almost as prolific as the rest of the movie. And that's pretty insane. You can make an argument as the best movie soundtrack for, like, all movies. Ever. It's like... <laughs> at least top five. For sure. This is such a weird matchup because you're just throwing two ensemble movies at each other. It's like throwing two teams in basketball who just live and die by the three at each other. They have a very similar style. Granted, Guardians is, a, is although the Avengers is a very jokey movie, Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely more jokey than it. Guardians is a movie that had no business working. Like, it's just, no one saw it coming. And to have this unknown franchise turned into such a successful movie blew people's minds. However, I'm putting the Avengers through because there's something to be said about the first time that the gang gets together and it being done so well. Like, if that movie failed, the MCU's done. Yeah. That was their linchpin at the time. And thank God they succeeded because we got some great stuff that came after it. I'm going to give it to the Avengers, but it's very close because Guardians 1 is so good. So the Avengers, you had all those characters on screen together for the first time. And I like the way they come together. They They assemble? They Well, they were an awful team at first because there were so many alphas and they didn't work as a cohesive unit. And that's the way it should have been. It would have been really bad if they just molded together and it were great and then were able just to defeat their enemy and, and move on and, and that would be the end of it. But you had the, the power struggle between Captain America and Iron Man. You have Thor thinking he was better than everybody else. You have Hulk who cannot be contained. Or when Mark Ruffalo becomes Hulk, it's really good. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Really yeah, great moment. Great scene. Loki was probably the best villain at that time in the Avengers. And we talk about Guardians, again, the biggest surprise hit. Seeing the trailers for that, I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. Because up until that point, the MCU had, was relatively grounded. I mean, you had like aliens as villains and, and things of that nature. But you were talking about a talking raccoon. You were talking about a tree. A tree. Voiced by Vin Diesel. Voiced, ex- exactly. And then Chris Pratt, the guy from Parks and Rec, is going to do. <laughs> is is going to be in the MCU <laughs> you now. The, Andy the, from Parks and Rec. The chubby guy who's a shoeshine boy from Parks and Rec is going to be a Marvel superhero? It had, what? Ab- had absolutely no busy work, bu- business working, but it's such a good time. From the f- opening scene to the closing scene, it's great. It's a lot of laughs, it's emotional. It's Again, it's people coming together to form a, a true family. It's They're outcasts. They're, they're band together to the form a family. Michael Rooker's great as Yondu. The soundtrack is phenomenal. I'm putting Guardians through. <laughs> I, saw that, through. I saw that coming. I figured the Avengers should get at least one vote. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's such a good movie. And it's our first, uh, it's our first lower, lower seed. Yeah, beating technical it's our upset. First ep- technic- very technical upset. Yeah, I mean, you can't get a much closer fight than that. You really can't. Like, I, I think regardless of which which one of those advances, it, it, it's the right choice. No argument there. Also, no argument there. Let's just fill this air while sequels fill in in the bracket. All right. You know, at least this time he's writing them all out 
It made that makes sense to me. All right. And the cross. Oh, saddest cross off. And now my oh my, my unenviable task. I'm glad I get to lead this one in. This is the Fuck. the matchup I hate the most in the entire bracket because it pins two movies that could win this bracket on any given day. Our three seed Avengers Endgame versus our six seed Captain America the Winter Soldier. They are both two of my favorite movies. <laughs> Dear Lord. All right, let's just start talking about them and then I'll eventually make a pick. Avengers Endgame, what can you say about it? It's the culmination of like 22 different movies before it. Over the course of almost a decade. It's, it's Over a literal decade? Yeah. Over the course of a literal decade. It's like an unfathomable, unfathomable task. And feet. Yeah. Not only is it, it not only is the task too big, but it's a feat because they pull it the hell off. It's a Hulk-sized feat. And they pull it off, which is easily one of the most impressive things about this movie. And I've seen this movie. I, I if you go back and listen to our episode on it, I was pretty low on it initially. Well, I mean, not not that low. No, lower than everybody else. Yeah, um, I, I was, and I've seen it. Frankly, uh, uh, I've lost count of how many times I've watched it now that Disney Plus exists. That's ten times for me. It, it's That's easily thirty hours. It's crazy it's to well stop and think it. about that. Well worth it though. Yeah, it, it's it's honestly it's fair. still the one the thing I click when I'm grading papers at my desk and I just need something on. I still just throw it on and I. We'll take a break and look up for five minutes and I'll be happy. It's, it's, they pull off one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. It's, it's so remarkable what they, what they managed to, to do. It's and a, to make three yeah. hours feel like nothing. It's an incredible achievement. It is. I saw the movie four times in theaters. I've never had a movie theater experience like I had while watching Avengers Endgame. I was laughing my ass off at scenes, and I was an inconsolable wreck at others. Again, as you both have said, to have all those movies come together at that point and have them pull everything off. Yes, you can nitpick it to death and poke holes in it if you want to, but the big moments just justify everything. It brings it all together. They couldn't have done a better job with it. You can nitpick the time travel. Time travel. You can nitpick Ant-Man with the rat. The rat is the savior of this movie by hitting a control panel in a van to allow Scott to come back. You know what, though? As soon as somebody wants to pull that shit out, I legitimately just turn to him and be like, yeah, Doctor Strange says all 14 million different possibilities. There you go. I mean, it just happened to be that one where a rat walks across a thing. That's fine. I... I Anybody who wants to hold, try to hold that over the movie can go fuck themselves. Having, I mean, a lot of people had an issue with Old Man Cap and how he didn't come back to the launch point. Corey has his hand raised. And I all am that. that person. It still works, though. It's still, it's, <laughs> for, from an emotional level, it still, like, hits all the notes. Mm-hmm. The, the battle scene is incredible. I'm, you're never going to see a better battle scene. You haven't to this point. It's it's the new benchmark if yeah. someone wants to try and top that. It's it's you've got and you've got so many things that come together in that battle scene at the start of that battle scene. You have on your left coming back, which tells you that it's working. You see an entire horizon of portals, so every person who has ever come into contact with this army and has come on the wrong side of it is all showing up, working together, and then you get the the phrase that we have. They've either purposefully avoided 
or comically avoided up to this point, but we finally get that moment where Cap says, assemble. It's, it's fantastic. And the portal scene, I mean, that's try, it's, Star Wars tried to replicate that, right? Yeah. Having oh, everybody absolutely. show up at the end. Like, this is going to be something that people try to rip off now going forward, yeah. which is the testament of a great moment in the film. Sure is. Now, and then there's another movie in Captain this fight. America: The Winter Soldier. <laughs> I'm gonna let Joe talk about it because I know how much he loves that movie. Captain America: The Winter Soldier is an excellent movie. You could kind of argue that it helped Endgame get to where it was because it's the first thing that proves that a comic book movie isn't just a comic book movie. It's not just all flashy action and people in tights. It proves that you can get a solid plot behind the movie because this is a political thriller. It's a spy yeah. movie. It's a spy movie. It just happens to star Captain America and, to a lesser extent, Black Widow. It transcends the genre. It does. It borderline reinvents the genre. Not really, but it creates a new genre. Comic book spy movie. Wait, that might already be a thing. That... Uh... Is he a spy? No, he's a detective. I don't think he's a spy. He's a detective. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it also reintroduces one of the better villains and one of the best redemption stories that we get in the MCU. Well, it introduces one. The villain in that movie is Pierce. It doesn't really reintroduce him. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Pierce. I'm talking about about Bucky. Yeah, the Winter Soldier. I'm talking about the Winter Soldier himself. Oh, okay. Because Bucky Barnes is this really, really weird in-between character. Like Loki. Yeah. Like Loki. Both sides of the... He toes both lines. Mm -hmm. But with Bucky, it's... It's, in, it's involuntary it's, with Bucky. It's involuntary because yeah. he's yeah. been brainwashed. Loki is just kind of a dick. He is just kind of the god yeah. of mischief, right? And he's pretty selfish. He just does what benefits Loki. Yeah, this this sucks. This because... is this is an incredible choice to have to make. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. It, Cap- it's a, it's a slam dunk for me. I know that this isn't even my favorite Captain America movie, so I'm just gonna put it out there now. You two decide, but I have already, already, yeah, already, Endgame's moving on. No, I'm, Endgame's moving on. I'm not saying it isn't. I'm, I'm only saying that based on based on the other movies in this bracket, if these two movies are on different halves of the bracket, they may be meeting each other to to see who's who's going to the final four. To have this as a three and a six. A first round matchup. It's it's is it's just sad. The yeah. way we uh, yeah. the way we seeded it. I mean, unfortunately, this it, is just how things worked out. You have three, uh, two. These two movies are easily in the top three of MCU. However, movies, uh, in this yeah should be anyway. I don't think it's a slam dunk. I'm actually putting Winter Soldier through. I know my vote doesn't matter right now. Right. But I think Winter Soldier is a better movie. Endgame is a huge experience. I think Winter Soldier is a much better self-contained movie. Wow. Oh, okay. It is. No, I, no, I, I see I, I see what you're saying. But I, I love Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm going to be picking it probably in a matchup in the future. There's, there's a thing... Potentially. Yeah, I don't want to over talk about. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't. About I don't even now. remember what's next. I'm yeah, just so guessing. It's, I might. It's, it's going to be Avengers Endgame. And Avengers Endgame is like being on a roller coaster for thirty minutes, which is incredibly a long time to be on a roller coaster. But you're having a blast. Winter Soldier is like reading your favorite book. Like it's still a really good feeling. They're just two different feelings. And I'm going with a roller coaster over a book. <laughs> Fair enough. It would be weird if you were reading a book in a crowd of a bunch of people. At the same time, that's what Avengers Endgame is like. If it's all your favorite book, you're like reading at the exact same speed. That'd be weird. All right, well, you know who starts. We're kind of all over the board. Uh, there. you, because I started that one. Okay, 
Even uh, though I voted last. Number two, Iron Man versus number seven, Captain America Civil War. Iron Man, the granddaddy of them all, the one that started the MCU. Big hit. Iron Man was never the number one comic in its entire run until... Until after the movie. After the movie came out, which is kind of cool that they kicked it off with Iron Man. It's a great marketing ploy because, it, you know what, if it doesn't work... It really boosted the sales of Iron Man comics. It did. But the other side of it, too, is like it, it's, it's, it's low risk. It's super low risk. Like, hey, if it works... Yeah, I guess if Iron Man great. fails, no one really cares. Yeah, if Iron Man fails... So did Fantastic Four. Yeah, right? And like, like yeah, they may have this idea, oh man, it would be really cool if we make this huge Marvel like series of movies, but if Iron Man doesn't work, that doesn't happen. That's true. And, and it's and it, again, super low. Like if they did it to Captain America and you fuck up Captain America out the gate, people are going to be pissed. Iron Man? Okay. It's the it best, is is. best casting for a superhero movie. You have um, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark and he's just perfect for the role. He had to fight for the role, which is kind of cool. Who did he have to fight? A Tom Cruise? No, Tom, oh, Cruise, Tom Cruise had it, but he wanted, he the, wanted mask, the mask, the mask to be see-through so they yeah. could see his face. Which at all is time. ridiculous. Yeah, which goes against everything. That's not who Iron Man is. I do think Tom Cruise would have been a fine Tony Stark. He's but, not going to be bad in most movies, so yeah. But Robert Downey Jr. is just—that's that's him now. He's like, very good. Any movie you ever see him in, I'm just going to see Tony Stark. He's, yep. the, he's the second best casted. Comic character, but it's fine. Second best? Yeah. What do you have, Ryan Reynolds yeah. at that pool? He lost that bracket. I know, but <laughs> not not in my heart. I had him going through all the way, but yeah, that's not um, important right now. It is not important right now. It's a non-Disney MCU movie because it was Paramount because Disney didn't own Marvel at that point. Um, Aren't most of these that way? No. No. Bible, maybe like three or four of them are not that way. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember when the takeover happened, but... I thought it happened... Probably after they started late. succeeding. Probably. Yeah. Um, great origin story. Um, Iron Monger was a, was a pretty decent villain, especially for Phase 1. You didn't get a lot of Iron Monger because, again, he's, Act 3 is when you get your villain versus hero fight and they were running out of money, so you, you kind of got what you got. But it was still a lot of fun. This was more of a surprise hit also. I mean, like, the trailers look cool, but... It launched all of this, which is like pretty awesome. Yeah, my friends were like, "You want to go see Iron Man?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll see Iron Man." Yeah, and then now, holy, holy shit! Every Iron Man, every movie since Iron Man Two has been a Disney product. Yeah, they bought it. They bought it in two thousand nine. They saw Iron Man Two and they're like, "We can make this better." So only two were non Disney. Yeah, that's crazy. No, uh, three. Iron Man Two is the third movie of Phase One. Wait, Iron Man 2 is the first one owned by Disney? It says 2009. I just did Marvel oh, movies okay. in 2009. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. So I assume that that's when Oof. they... That's a, actually a bad first effort from Disney. Could have been made and then they just bought in, bought the rights to that one. And Maybe. On they switched directors and everything after yeah. the fact. Captain America Civil War. I mean, it's the third Captain America movie. It's not really a Captain America movie. It's Avengers 2.5. It really is. It's the first episode we did. Cool. Oh yeah, it is. Here. Nostalgia. Don't listen to that one. It's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not a good one at all. Um, nope. 
airport scene, right? That's the that's 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 the big moment. In that's that. the thing people remember. You get the introduction of Spider-Man into the MCU, which is really cool. Although they put that in the trailer, I think it would have been like I you would have creamed your jeans <laughs> if I that happened. That's a huge reveal. Yeah, I mean, could you imagine could <laughs> the you uproar imagine in the theater? The uproar in the theater when Tony Stark shows up in fucking Queens. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even cut all of that out. Just Corey, put Spider-Man in just, the battle, like put, in the trailer. In the battle, exactly. Like, like in the under movie, Ruse, and you see that, and then you have a flashback of him showing up in Queens to. Uh, That's fine too, I guess. I, I that just... moment of him taking Cap Shield. Yeah, if the that web was the, just shields. If that was yep. the first time we got Spider-Man, it would. That's that's almost as big as uh, as Cap lifting Melnir. Yeah. <laughs> right. You would have heard a bunch of nerds in the theater just be like, "What." <laughs> Oh, you would have been standing up and cheering, and that's yeah. like an hour into the movie, like an hour in of the of a two-hour movie. That that would have been incredible, but alas, they put it in the trailer. Okay, misstep. It's a misstep. It is a misstep. Is that what dooms it? Um, I'm not as high on this one either. I do like the Captain America movies a lot, but I just I just like other movies more. Um, Iron Man holds a more special place in my heart than Captain America: Civil War. I'm gonna advance Iron Man. Joe, I want you to vote second. All right. Uh, all right. So we got Iron Man versus Civil War. I, I'm not gonna try to reiterate anything. We've said all we need to say about Iron Man. Civil War. I mean, I, I think it's the weakest Captain America movie, just because I love the first two so much. Civil War is just it's too much Avengers 2.5. It's technically a Captain America movie, but he's not on screen that much. However. I feel like I was lower on it in the past. The the more times I've watched it, I've come around. Like Civil War is actually very very good, and certain scenes, I appreciate a new one every time I watch it. But Iron Man's going through for me because it's it's the granddaddy of the MCU, and it. plus it still holds up. It's still so good. Corey? It certainly is. This is this is I I don't know what I don't know what to do here. Um. I was re- I hated Civil War when I first saw it. One of the reasons you definitely should not listen to that. He episode. really did. I was so mad leaving the theater. Um, I was also Team Iron Man going into it, which didn't help me very much. Which is ironic, right now. It, it is. It is ironic because I I think that when you start seeing these, I think that that Captain America: Civil War, you start to see what they're eventually building towards in Endgame, where they're bringing more of the tertiary characters in, and they're like, hey, this is... Not only are you going to get your main Avengers fighting, but you're also going to get Ant-Man in there. Not only are you going to get your main Avengers fighting, you're also going to get Spider-Man in there. And you start to see it bigger and bigger and bigger. And you kind of see the road the roadmap that they're laying down, and it's like, this is going to be incredible when all these people have to fight the big the big purple guy we've seen a couple times. The Grimace? Grimace, yes. However, based on your votes anyways, I have to I have I mean, without Iron Man, none of this none of this exists. So that's Well don't let our votes sway you. No, it's not. It does, it's not going to. I I was in a weird spot and as much as I've come around on Civil War and as much as I enjoy Civil War, Civil War doesn't fucking happen without Iron Man. So Iron Man's moving on. Iron Man's gonna get the sweep. He is half of the Civil War. It's also heartbreaking watching oh, yeah. Tony realize that his, uh, that... Bucky killed his parents? Well, for sure. But Steve is going, Steve picking Bucky over Tony 
after all that they've been Sorry, through. Sorry, Tony. He's my friend. I thought. So I was, was I. So, so was I. Like, it's, oh, yeah, fuck no, it's me. A, it's a BFF v BFF and moment. Touching on the villain for Civil War, yes, his plan is very circumstantial. However, the overarching aspect of I'm a human, I can't fight these people, but I can make them fight each other. But and the amount of variables to, is insane. I know. But it also goes back to the point that you made when we when you when we were talking about Avengers One, right? You have all of these people who used to be Alpha that have come together and are working really well together, but that is a fragile balance because that yes. alphaness doesn't go away. Tony Stark isn't suddenly not an alpha male. It's just he understands that for this to work, he has to follow Cap. And then as soon as there's a little bit of a rift, boom, there it goes. Like that's, that's... <laughs> whoop, there it is. <laughs> yeah, whoop, there it went. There whoop. it went. Better. So it's 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 nice. It's it's good to see that. Fragile, the fragility of the Avengers kind of play out like that. Sure. Getting to the semifinals. Round I don't two. know which one of us started the last one. Uh, you, uh, I did. You did. Okay, so Corey starts this one. That's me. Our number one seed, Spider-Man Far From Home, is going right up against number five, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1. Um, I, I love Far From Home. I cannot stress it enough. A great way to follow up Endgame. Watching Chris Pratt, Vin Diesel, Zoe Saldana, and Bradley Cooper come together. Dave Batista. Batista. Dave Batista. Almost forgot about him. Vin Diesel, you don't watch. You hear. You hear. Whatever. <laughs> he he saw Dave Batista and he assumed it was Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah, potato potato, really. Muscular uh, bald man. They they come together. It's it's out of left fucking field. Like this is really taking space to a whole new level from what we've seen. We've gotten a little a little little taste of it here and there with Thor. We get a little taste of it in the Battle of New York. This is just that's where you are. And you're gonna see a lot of weird things. I fucking love all of it. I am voting Guardians of the Galaxy to move on. Oh no. Keeping this short <laughs> and fucking sweet. I have to pick between these two. I didn't even vote for Guardians the first round, but like that's because I felt for the Avengers. But man, this is tough. Far From Home, Guardians. Alright, so we'll break it down. Far From Home, much better villain than Guardians. Mysterio yes. is much yeah. better than oh Ronan the Destroyer. Yes. Or is it Ronan the, the, the Accuser? The accuser. He's, he's yeah, like yeah. a bottom five MCU yeah, villain. He's, he's, he's not good he's at all. He's pretty shitty. He's never fleshed out. And there's a we lot also of... get a big introduction, big introduction of Thanos. Yeah. We saw Thanos, uh, I think, in a couple cutscenes. In this, we actually see Thanos. There's a lot of humor in both movies. Just to get more in the nitty-gritty with Guardians, yeah. um, Drax's character in the first Guardians is drastically different than the Drax we get going forward. Um, he is comic relief going forward. I actually prefer the Drax we have in volume Yeah, one where he's he has, trying to be a serious character. He, he has a, a motivation which kind of gets lost in the shuffle as we as we, we go forward. Well, it picks its head back in an endgame. No, Infinity War, sorry. Right, but it's still it's not like as big as a thing as it was in the in the first uh, Oh yeah, Guardian. his, his series next step takes a noticeable backseat. Marvel took a tree, made him say a sentence and he became like the biggest character in the world. That's pretty incredible. That's that's astounding. It is. With with Far From Home again, 
finding out that was the last movie of the phase, I think the overall consensus was it's kind of stupid. Endgame, I mean, it's end is in the title. How do you not have that end the phase? And then you get that, and you're like, wow, they, they pulled this off. They, <laughs> they, they kind of nailed it. They kind of know what they're doing over at Marvel. They, they sure Shocking, do. Right? Um, we doubted them again. <laughs> stupid. With, with Far From Home... Man, it's I just like it so much. <laughs> I like both of these are at one point or another they were the best um MCU movie I, I ever saw, I feel. Like I think when I first saw Spider Man Far From Home, I went back to the theater like the next day to saw it, to see it a second time and I'm like, Wow, this is really rivaling ri- rivaling rivaling endgame for me right now. So See I never thought either of them was the best MCU movie. Hmm? I never thought either of those was the best MCU movie. They're both both a lot of fun. I'm gonna vote uh, Far From Home. Cool. One one, right? Yep. I have a feeling you're gonna go Guardians, and that's perfectly okay. I'll be honest. I don't really know what I'm going here. Okay. <laughs> so let's the, just let's keep breaking this, them down. This is, this oh, I mean, is, I'm, you're in my I'll, shoes with Iron Man. Yeah, Civil War. I mean, I'm gonna figure it out in short order because I have to for this to you know episode to continue so you did villain versus villain i did villain versus villain hero versus group of heroes i mean i mean spider-man's a way better hero than the guardians right but Um, they were never meant to be but to turn but that's exactly it right so you have this group of anti-heroes who end up being they're more like the little rascals than anti-heroes they're villains they're they're, they're, they're villains they're straight up villains but they're Uh, small scale villains yeah they're not (laughs) They're petty, petty thieves. Petty thieves. Petty crime. Okay, so they're the Suicide Squad. Kinda. They're Marvel Suicide Squad. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Put put that on the on the DVD cover. <laughs> Comparing the two, you got like supporting characters. You get, I guess, Guardians would take the mantle there. I mean, you got Ned and and Far From Home and uh, Betty. You got- <laughs> Ned I mean, MJ, MJ plays a pretty... Ned, MJ, the teachers. Oh, yeah, Martin Starr. Who's very, very you good. You got a lot of Nick Fury. A lot of Happy would. Hogan. Uh, <laughs> After seeing Far From Home, like, Endgame, I feel like I've, this is it. This is the end. I'm not going to be excited for anything else going forward because I don't know how you can top this. Far From Home got me excited for things going forward. Like, I really don't care about the Black Widow movie coming out and whatever they have planned this year. It doesn't seem all that interesting to me. It could blow you away. Because we're kind of, like, starting over. This Spider-Man is leading us. It's going to be, like, our our grasp into the old MCU. Yeah. That and the uh, Thor movie coming out, I guess, because Guardians are confirmed. They're going to be in that also. Love and Thunder, it's called. So, Guardians Volume 1 is the cream of the guardians crop like it's just it's just the best the guardians have ever been and probably ever will be it's a fun movie i'm giving a slight edge to far from home and putting it through because i think it's a better movie fair enough but that one that one was tough that was very that was really hard yeah the last thing i want to say on that is i have no interest in a guardians volume three but i can't wait for spider-man three (laughs) all right who starts for this one Uh, me okay so our last thing of the last matchup of the mcu bracket we got avengers endgame the three seed against the two seed iron man the start and the finish man yeah jesus oh my gosh yes technically far from home is like the finish what's the start and the finish of our one of our favorite characters (laughs) yeah (laughs) spoilers we've already spoiled plenty of stuff so is the internet but anyway 
at this point, if you haven't seen Avengers Endgame, what are you doing here? Take three hours and watch it. Jesus. I think we've covered a lot of this, so I'm not going to be too long-winded in my response here. Iron Man is an incredible movie. It still holds up, but Avengers Endgame is a huge experience, and it was the... It's my second favorite movie in this bracket too, Winter Soldier. So it's it's getting a nod from me. It's just tops. So many great moments. I legitimately can't not cry a little bit listening to Tony's goodbye and seeing the start of that funeral scene at the lake. I can't do it. I've tried just taking a deep breath and being like, I know what's happening. I know we're okay. I can't do it. I, I can't. I can't get over the way he says goodbye to his daughter. And just as much as he's saying goodbye to her, he's saying goodbye to us. And that, a movie that just, that did what it did for two and a half hours at this point, to hit me like that then, I, nothing, nothing's going to come close to that. It's Avengers Endgame. So you want to throw anything in there? It's clearly Avengers Endgame. I mean, as great as Iron Man is, yes, it started at all, but Endgame finishes Tony Stark off, right? We see the arrogant Tony Stark in Iron Man have his origin, his transformation into a hero. You see him go through many ups and downs throughout the MCU, and in Endgame, he makes a totally selfless act. Saves us all. It's the scenario Doctor Strange saw. I'm just bothered that Infinity War is not on this. Like, it didn't make the top eight. It's kind of like yeah, mind blowing to me. The uh, score for Infinity War was like eighty nine or something. Yeah, barely missed missed the cut because I feel like Infinity War versus Endgame would have been a really interesting debate. But but uh, I mean, Infinity War would have sat in at eight. Does Infinity War beat Far From Home? Infinity War is number might, ten, might, by the way. It might. Black Panther. Huh? Is that Black Panther? Would that would that be nine? No, Black Panther got torpedoed by the audience score. It actually. It ties Infinity War, but okay. it has like a 95 critic score. Gotcha. Yeah, I guess we're, we're pushing Endgame through. There's just, uh, there's just more there. Yeah. There really is. More there, and it's all good. While sequel rights, in the interest of saving time, will start, start. start getting into the final matchup, which is the one-seed Spider-Man Far From Home versus the three-seed Avengers Endgame. I think I kind of feel how this is going to go. We've talked about these movies a lot already. I also have a feeling I kind of know where this is going to go. I just, you know what? I'm throwing my vote for Far From Home strictly because the scene where Happy picks up Peter in, in, the, in, the, in the field. In the Quinjet? And has to do the... Stitch him up, cause uh, cause Peter's got hit by the train. Peter's gone through so much emotionally in this movie. He doesn't know if he's an Avenger or not. He just wants to hang out with his school crush on his once in a lifetime school trip. And Mysterio is messing with his head. He gave away the Tony Stark glasses, and he's just realizing the error of his ways and everything. And then he has that moment. I'm gonna kick his ass. And then he starts building the suit in the ship. And it's so cool watching Happy look at Peter do this with Black Sabbath playing. Even he goes, no, I love Led Zeppelin. It kind of like brought you back because it was a really funny line. Yeah. And this is a proud look in Happy's eyes because he's picturing Tony doing the same thing. It's just really fucking awesome. I love that movie so much. That is such Happy, a good scene. I want to watch it right now. Happy, not, not only does 
is all of that true, but it's it's Happy Hogan that talks him through that moment, right? So Happy is always kind of been on the periphery of all of this stuff. He's been there through the all. He's literally been there for all of it, but he's never. He's not the guy that like gives you the emotional pep talk. At least he hasn't been. And this is exactly the time that he should. And he doesn't shy away from that moment. He he knows that he can't go out and be a superhero. But when they need to hear the right thing, he did it. And you know that despite it not ever being filmed and us never seeing it, he's had that conversation with Tony at least once. Where he said something and then Tony put on the suit and got back out there, right? Like, it, it almost definitely happened. And the, and you're right, the look on Happy's face when he throws on the music and says, and lets him get to work is just, it's a beautiful moment. It really is. Um, and then also, like, let's talk about Happy as a character, even in Endgame, when he's talking to Tony's daughter. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want because it's such, that's a throwback to the first movie. Damn. It's, they're both they're just so good. This is a I, great I final hope it's not matchup. Burger King. Yeah, I right. so hope it's not Burger King. <laughs> Eat product placement. Happy, happy, like, holding back tears when she really innocently says that she wants hamburgers. It's such a gut punch. On a scene that's already a gut punch, after a scene that ended with a huge gut punch, like, it's... Fuck you. Yeah, um... Kid wants cheeseburgers when she's having, like, a handful of crickets over a bed of lettuce for lunch. That's I know, not right? that. Yeah. <laughs> a handful of crickets. <laughs> over a bed of lettuce? That's what he, just, he was having for lunch. Yeah, that's what he says. Disgusting. <laughs> she probably never had a cheeseburger before. How does she know if she wants one? It's all right. Mom never wears what he buys her. Also, with Spider-Man Far From Home, I another moment I just want to touch on is before... When he's having his final battle with Mysterio and he has to get on the bridge because he knows that's where Mysterio is. And he is slinging web and he's trying to position all the drones in a way where he can like leap against them and get to where he has to go. You can't see Tom Holland's face, but you can only see like the movement of Spider-Man. But it's that, that apprehensive look like he's psyching himself out to do it because he doesn't know he's going to do it. It's such a cool, subtle moment. Yeah, I really like it. Um... I'm so torn, but I am. I'm gonna vote for Far From Home because you two are gonna vote for Endgame. <laughs> two lines, two lines here. Uh, two lines from from Endgame that's gonna edge it out for me. I could drown at the bottom of the lake and go to sleep, but could you rest? And then at the end, you can rest. Like I, no, that's it. That's that's all. That's all I need to say on that. Endgame. Spider-Man: Far From Home is a very good movie, and I enjoy it a lot. Avengers Endgame is an emotional roller coaster. It's an untoppable experience, and I love it, and I'm putting it through. Punching its ticket to the final four is Avengers Endgame. No issues here, guys. I just want to... I figured, no, you want to... You ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you want to get in the movie at least a vote. Both of those movies came out the same year, and when we did our yeah. rankings, I rated Endgame higher than it, but... Could you imagine if... if... The voting had gone the other way, and we would have had a Spider-Man versus Spider-Man yeah. going up for uh, a position in the championship. Holy shit. It is funny that our two one-seeds were Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, this shows Spider-Man's popularity in this country, right? All right, and that concludes our first episode on this. We'll probably just conclude it in the second one, where we do the other half and probably just the final four quick, because it's probably quicker than the MCU. Probably.
Sure will be. So tune in next time for that. I'm just going to say them all. Go for it. Give us, send us an email about the, the tournament, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. boom. Damn it, I forgot the boom. Twitter and Instagram are both at zthpodcast. On Facebook, facebook.com slash zthpodcast, or find us, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes and an ES, and find us on iTunes, your podcast app of choice, and tell people about the show, rate, review. Dear God, <laughs> that was a lot. Tune in next time for the conclusion of the tournament. Thanks for listening. We love you. Bye. That's a conclusion.